Welcome back to the Mahabharat podcast. We have heard of the forms of Durga, the feminine energy of the Supreme, that have played a role in the affairs of the gods, the demons, and this material world, as described in the Mahabharata. Visiting the core scenes of the Mahabharata, at an all-important time on the cusp of war, indeed after the assembling of the Pandava and Kaurava armies, and it is the eve of the first day of war. The Parva is the Bhishma Parva, and the Sub-Parva is none other than the Bhagavad Gita Parva, where Krishna will deliver the key teachings of the entire story. It is here that Arjun will come face to face with Durga, the female energy of the Supreme. Let us see what interactions and discussions preceded this most wonderful encounter. Sitting afar from the battlefield of Kurukshetra, in the royal hall of the royal palace of Hastinapur, is Dhritarashtra, the father of the Kauravas. Sat with only Sanjay, his servant, by his side, who with the aid of divine vision, granted by the sage Vyasa, Sanjay explains to Didrashtra what he sees. Sanjay speaks. Beholding the vast Didrashtra army, ready for battle, the son of Kunti, King Yudhishthir, has given way to grief, seeing that impenetrable array formed by Bhishma and regarding it as really impenetrable, the king became pale and addressed Arjun, saying, O mighty-armed Dhananjay, how shall we be able to fight in battle with the Didrashtras, who have the grandsire Bhishma for their chief combatant? Immovable and impenetrable is this array that has been designed according to the rules that have been laid down in scripture by that grinder of foes Bhishma of transcendent glory. With our troops we have become doubtful of success of grinder of foes. How indeed will victory be ours in the face of this mighty array? Thus addressed, that slayer of foes, Arjun, answered his elder brother Yudhishthir, the son of Britha, who had been plunged into grief at the sight. O king, of thy army, in these words, hear how soldiers, that a few in number, may vanquish the many that are possessed of every quality. Thou art without malice. I shall therefore tell thee the means, O king. The sage Narada knows it, as also doth both Bhishma and Dron. Referring to this means, the grandsire Brahma, himself in days of old, on the occasion of the battle between the gods and the demons, 
said unto Indra and the other celestials, They that are desirous of victory do not conquer by might and energy, so much as by truth, compassion, righteousness and energy. Discriminating then between righteousness and unrighteousness, and understanding what is meant by covetousness and having recourse to exertion, fight without arrogance, for victory is there where righteousness is. For this know, O King, that to us victory is certain in this battle that lies ahead. Indeed, as Narad has also said, there is victory where Krishna is. Victory is inherent to Krishna. Indeed, it followeth Madhava, and as victory is one of his attributes, so humility is another of his attributes. Govinda is possessed of energy that is infinite. Even in the midst of immeasurable foes, he is without pain. He is the most eternal of male beings, and there victory is where Krishna is. Even he, indestructible and of weapons incapable of being baffled, appearing as Hari in olden days, said in a loud voice unto the gods and the Asuras, Who amongst you would be victorious? With Krishna in the front we will conquer, my brother. It was through Krishna's grace that the three worlds were obtained by the gods headed by Indra. I do not therefore behold the slightest cause of sorrow in thee, my dear brother. Thee that has the sovereign of the universe and the Lord himself of the celestials for wishing victory to thyself. King Yudhishthir, disposing his own troops in counter-array against the divisions of Bhishma, then urged them on, saying, the Pandavas have now disposed their forces in a counter-array agreeable to what is laid down in the scriptures. Yea, sinless ones, fight fairly, desirous of entering the highest heavens. In the centre of the Pandava army was Shikhandi and his troops, protected by Arjun, and Drishtadyum the brother of Draupadi and commander-in-chief of the Pandava forces moved forward in his chariot, protected by Bhim. The southern division of the Pandava army was protected, O king, by that mighty bowman, the handsome Satyaki, who also goes by the name of Yuyudana, that foremost combatant of the Satwata race resembling Indra himself. Yudhishthira was stationed on a car that was worthy of bearing Mount Mahendra himself, 
adorned with an excellent standard, variegated with gold and gems, and furnished with golden traces for the steeds. In the midst of his elephant divisions, his pure white umbrella with ivory handles raised over his head looked exceedingly beautiful, and many great sages walked around the king uttering words in his praise, and many priests and regenerate sages and siddhas uttering hymns in his praise wished him as they walked around the destruction of his enemies by the aid of japas and mantras and diverse propitiatory ceremonies. That high-souled chief of the Kuru's Yudhishthir, then giving away unto the brahmanas cows and fruits and golden coins along with cloths, proceeded like Indra, the chief of the celestials. The car of Arjun, furnished with a hundred bells, decked with Jamvunanda gold, the best of its kind, endued with excellent wheels, possessed of the effulgence of fire, and unto which were yoked white steeds, looked exceedingly brilliant like a thousand suns. And on that ape-bannered car, the reins of which were held by Keshava, stood Arjun, with the acclaimed bow of that god of fire, Agni, the Gandiva, and arrows in hand, a bowman whose peer exists not on earth, nor ever will. For crushing thy son's troops, he who assumeth the most awful form, who divested of weapons with only his bare hands, poundeth to dust men, horses, and elephants. The strong-armed Bhim, otherwise called Vrikrodra, accompanied by the twins, became the protector of the heroic car warriors of the Pandava army. Like unto a ferocious prince of lions, of sportive gait, or like the great Indra himself with earthly body on earth, beholding that invincible beam, like unto a proud leader of an elephantine herd, stationed in the van of the army, the warriors on thy side, O King Didrashtra, their strength, weakened by fear, began to tremble like elephants sunken in mire. Unto that invincible prince Arjun, also known as Gurakesh, staying in the midst of his troops, Janardhan Krishna, O chief of the Bharata race, said, He, who scorching us with his wrath, stayeth in the midst of his forces, he who will attack our troops like a lion, he who performed 300 horse sacrifices, that very emblem of the Kuru race, Pishma, stayeth yonder. Assemble around him on all sides, great warriors, like clouds shrouding the bright luminary. O foremost of men, slaying the troops, seek battle with that bull of the Bharat race.
Beholding the Didrashtra army approaching for fight, Krishna said these words for Arjun's benefit. The Holy One said, Cleansing thyself, O mighty armed one, utter on the eve of the battle thy hymn to Durga for compassing the defeat of the foe. Thus addressed on the eve of battle by Vasudev Krishna, endued with great intelligence, the son of Pritha, Arjun, alighting from his chariot, spoke the following hymn, prostrate with folded palms. I bow to thee, O leader of yogins, O thou that art identical with Brahman, O thou that dwellest in the forest of Mandara, O thou that art freed from decrepitude and decay, O dear Kali, O wife of Kapala, and O thou that art of black and tawny hue, I bow to thee. O bringer of benefits to thy devotees, I bow to thee. O Mahakali, O wife of the universal destroyer, Shiva, I bow to thee. O proud one, O thou that rescuest from dangers, O thou that art endued with every auspicious attribute, O thou that art sprung from the Kata race, O thou that deservest the most regardful worship, O fierce one, O giver of victory, O victory self, O thou that bearest a banner of peacock plumes, O thou that art decked with every ornament, O thou that bearest an awful spear, O thou that holdest a sword and shield, O thou that art the younger sister of the chief of cowherds, O eldest one, O thou that were born in the race of the cowherd Nanda, O thou that art always fond of buffalo's blood, and O thou that were born in the race of Kushika, O thou that art dressed in yellow robes, O thou that hadst devoured Asuras, assuming the face of a wolf, I bow to thee that art fond of battle. O Uma Sakambari, O thou that art white in hue, O thou that art black in hue, O thou that had slain the Asur Gaitamba, and O thou that art yellow-eyed, O thou that art diverse-eyed, O thou that are of eyes that have the colour of smoke, I bow to thee. O thou that art the great Vedas, the Shrutis, and the highest virtue, O thou that art propitious to the Brahmanas engaged in sacrifice, O thou that has knowledge of the past, thou that art ever present in the sacred abodes erected to thee in the cities of Jambudvipa, I bow to thee. Thou that art the science of Brahma, among sciences, and thou that art the sleep 
of creatures from which there is no waking. O mother of Skanda, O thou that possessest the six attributes. O Durga, O thou that dwellest in accessible regions. O Durga, O thou that dwellest in accessible regions. Thou art described as Swaha, Swadha, as Kala, as Gashta, and as Saraswati, as Savitra, the mother of the Vedas, and as the science of Vedanta. With inner soul cleansed, I praise thee. O great goddess, let victory always attend me through thy grace on this field of battle. In inaccessible regions where there is fear, in places of difficulty, in the abodes of thy worshippers, and in the nether regions, the Parthalas, thou always dwellest. Thou always defeatest the Dhanavas, thou art the unconsciousness, the sleep, the illusion, the modesty, the beauty of all creatures. Thou art the twilight, thou art the day, thou art Savitri, and thou art the mother. Thou art contentment, thou art growth, thou art light. It is thou that supportest the sun and the moon and that makes them shine. Thou art the prosperity of those that are prosperous. The Siddhas and Charanas behold thee in their contemplation. Understanding the measure of Arjun's devotion, Durga, who is always graciously inclined towards mankind, appeared in the firmament and in the presence of Govinda and said these words. Within a short time, thou Arjun shall conquer thy foes, O Pandava, O invincible one, thou hast Narayan again for aiding thee. Thou art incapable of being defeated by foes, even by the wielder of the thunderbolt himself. Sanjay then explained to Didrashtra, Having said this, the boon-giving goddess Durga disappeared. The son of Kunti, however, obtaining that boon, regarded himself as successful and the son of Brita then mounted his own excellent car. The son of Kunti, obtaining that boon, regarded himself as successful, and the son of Brita then mounted his own excellent chariot. And then Krishna and Arjun, seated on the same car, blew their celestial conches. O Didrashtra, I have known all of this through the grace of Vyasa, endued with great wisdom. Thy wicked sons, however, all entangled in the meshes of death, do not from ignorance know them to be Nar and Narayan. Nor do they, entangled in the meshes of death, know that the hour of this kingdom hath arrived. Dwaipayan Vyas and Narada and Kanva, 
and the sinless Parshuram had all prevented thy son Duryodhan, but he did not accept their words. There where righteousness is, there are glory and beauty. There where modesty is, there is prosperity and intelligence. There where righteousness is, there is Krishna. And there where Krishna is, there is victory.